Now recording. He's so fucking creepy sounding. Why a bear? I don't know. Bear dog, human, bear dog? Human, bear dog, bear dog, human dog. A bog. A bog? That's that's slang for toilet. A bog or a deer. Like deer with an accent. And here's to the beginning! Oh, thank you, <laughs> Why, Johnny Ringo. I know exactly what I'm doing, and I can change it at any time. I'm your Huckleberry. Incoming the Rambling Podcast with your hosts, Conway Titty and Stoney Robbins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Podcast. I am your host, Stoney Robbins, joined by my co-host, Conway Tatey. Okay, do you have to do that every time? <laughs> can you just uh, be, can you just say normal like Conway, Conway and Tin Titty Dumb? <laughs> Conway of the Titties. Hi and hello. Back to you, Stoney. We're on episode 20 of the Ramblin' Podcast. And last week we talked about Valentine's Day and how Big Candy and Big Diamond are cornerstoning the market to make you buy their grubby little trinkets. (laughs) Trinkets! Trinkets! Yes, trinkets. Trinkets are really all it is. You're just paying for shiny little baubles. And thingamajigs to give Bobbles, to thingamajigs. <laughs> to give to someone that you love. Or hate. Either one. Yeah, that is true. We did talk about vinegar valentines. And if you don't know what a vinegar valentine is, well, go back to the episode and listen, then come back to this one and you'll be all cut up. Because it was it was quite interesting. Talked about why in the fuck do we still celebrate a day of love in the year twenty twenty three. Centuries later, why? And Sony's right. Big Candy and Big Diamond are all behind it. Yep. 100%. <laughs> they are the only reason why people still probably celebrate it. I mean, not even just this holiday. All holidays. Any occasion, good or bad, Big right. Candy is there for you. Yep. Big Candy <laughs> is always there. Big ice cream. <laughs> I don't know about Big Ice Cream. Big Ice Cream's got my vote still, but Big uh, Candy we- is where I draw the line. Big ice creams for either sad, lonely, happy, celebrating any days, honestly. That is true. Um, So today for episode 20, we are going to be talking about the exact opposite end of the spectrum uh, from Valentine's Day. We're going to be talking about a little bit of uh, rejection. Womp, womp, womp. And if <laughs> you have not experienced rejection, I mean, props to you. Um, doubtful, because I don't think anyone throughout their entire life can say, oh, I've never experienced rejection. Yeah, you're everybody, everybody experiences rejection. It's totally normal. You go through it. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. But a lot of the times you lose. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> 
Yeah, you're lying if you, you say you've never done the rejection or have been rejected. You're fucking lying. And we're going to tell you exactly why, because it's probably not what you think. And then it also is what you think. Just kind of depends on what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Honestly. Um, it is kind of a vast topic. And I thought, what better way than right after we talked about how people are in love and how people write love letters and how people send vinegar valentines to people that they fucking hate. Yeah, I you thought, suck. People suck. That was one of the best parts, I think, of last week's episode. Was That was the vinegar valentine section where, like I said, they talk about uh, writing cards back in the 14, or not 14, the Victorian era um, about how everyone got a card basically and it was either they loved you or they fucking hated you and that is a rejection in itself um and like i said i thought it'd be a good topic to dive on into and kind of explain the good the bads and the uglies of something that's so fucking common like dive on into it yeah every everyone experiences it and if you haven't that doesn't make sense. You you would have to have irre- the smallest amount of rejection. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, rejection's all around us. I mean, it's not just like in a relationship, which I feel like a lot of people think about that. And they're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's all rejection is, is if some, you try to ask someone out and they say no, or you make an advance and it gets shot down. No, that's not true at all. Um, there's rejection in all facets of life, whether it yeah. be work, home, school, personal life. Um, I mean, you can get rejected by your pet even. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's it's the little we're gonna get into all the nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies of the concept of rejection and like I said, how crazy it can get or how normal it can be. Um and kind of make you guys feel uh less alone in this uh rock Big Blue Marble. Yeah, big blue rock marble floating through space into a void. You know what I mean? Uh but it also, like I said, it kind of depends on who you are as a person, what the scenario is, how do you handle the rejection or doing the rejecting. Um, and yeah, we're going to get through all the, those little layers and all the little thoughts or questions you could think of in your head. Um, but I wanted to start out basically doing how we do almost every episode we talk about. We want to give the proper definition of rejection so no one... Uh, can call us stupid or y'all don't you learn something if you don't know fucking what rejection is well you're gonna fucking learn today um we're rejecting you right now so ta-da you've been rejected um can't say you have not ever ever again all right we've uh laid that baseline down so According to the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, because that's where we get um, all of our definitions, because that's the proper English uh, way to learn about things. Um, Rejection is to be unwillingly to grant, accept, do, engage in, or agree to. It can also be to declare not to be true. And the last other definition it can be is to get rid of a useless or unwanted fill-in-the-blank here. Uh, to reject. To push away. To to deny. Uh, there's a bunch of fucking synonyms for it. So if you want to go down a rabbit hole of on a, th- th- a, th- th- <laughs> 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 on a thesaurus. A thesaurus. Uh, a thesaurus. 
feel free to because you'll find a shit ton of uh, synonyms. So we're all, all, yeah, a bunch of cinnamons, but we're all on the same page here. Um, And like Stoney said earlier, it doesn't have to be from people that you are in love with or that love you. It doesn't have to be something that even is involved emotionally with those people. It can be, like Stoney said, a job, services, businesses, and even your pets or animals. Um, It doesn't always have to include a human. You could try to pet your dog, and then your dog is like, "Mm, I don't want to be petted right now, and then gets off the couch and goes and lays down away from you. And that You feeling, get curved by a dog. <laughs> that feeling is so sad when you just sit there for a moment, just being like, all I wanted was for you to come over here so I could rub your belly. I and, just wanted to cuddle. And they are like, no. So yeah, it, it, it could be a variety of things. Um, and I want to make that very clear when we're talking about these topics, is like, put this word in any situation and you've been rejected, or you've done the rejecting. And if you're someone who's like, I'm a nice guy, I never reject anybody, I've always been rejected, fuck off. Because uh, (laughs) you're one of the worst types of rejecting people. Uh, Because you have rejected people, whether you think so or not. And if you're that type of person, please don't fucking listen to our podcast. I don't want you as a fan. (laughs) Don't listen. Out here picking and choosing fans. Ending the episode now. <laughs> roll okay. the roll roll the roll the outro. Roll, roll the, the outro. Okay, so for all the people that are not the nice guys, welcome. We're actually you guys get to stick around. I'm not rejecting you. Uh-huh. You, get be, <laughs> you get to be here full of weirdness and love by me. You get to be granted. Me. You're granted. You are granted it's- special. Because uh, uh, I is unwilling to grant, and you are granted. Okay, so the opposite V-I- of rejection. Yeah, 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 yeah. V-I- exception. V I P P. Very important. Uh, podcast person. V I P P. V I P P. Huh. V I P P. I'm a V I P P. Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't even know where this is uh, going at this point. V I P P. V I P P. Everyone, get your V I P P badges. Hold them out. <laughs> the P P badge. <laughs> the P P badge. <laughs> Coming soon to merch near you. The Raymond Podcast P P badge. The P P badge. <laughs> the P P badge. What are you? I'm a very important podcast person. Excuse you. Um, actually. Very important PP badge. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I want to start out by us talking about what it feels like to be rejected. The one that's getting the rejection. The one that is getting told no, that's getting denied. Th- that, Okay. And most people's emotions uh, can vary. Like I said, it depends on who you are as a person and how well you can take uh, rejection or how important the person or item or business or opportunity or whatever it is is. Because some people can take rejection really well, but like say they they don't get this one important, important thing in their life 
it's going to hurt a lot worse than like some of the other things getting rejected, right? There's Correct. there's just a, a whole different um, layers and levels of what it's like to be rejected. But most people, uh, say you're pursuing uh, somebody you want to date or you're talking to, and you finally get the courage to ask them out, and they just say no sorry, no, thank you, or they just are fucking rude and just say absolutely not, or however they do it, most people feel, uh, the first kind of couple emotions people feel will be sadness or the, like, urge of loneliness. Um, some people might actually feel good that um, they're getting rejected on a sense of, like, oh, well, at least I tried, you know, that type of feeling. Um, yeah. At least I gave it my best shot. And then, like, some people can get, like, really, really, really angry. Um, depending on, like I said, the circumstance of whatever situation. Or that the person's just a batshit crazy Looney Tune who cannot handle anything in their life, so they're crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's a big old ball of different emotions. Yes. Um so achieving something in life is just amazing, and one of the worst feelings to go through is rejection and disappointment. But when you have faced rejection, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. It's always kind of a plan to get up and continue to go. Uh, that way you eventually get what you worked so hard for, and that way kind of your goals you're aiming for, right? Um, so that's kind of the two sides of the pendulum that can swing you can either fall into a, a pit of despair and think that the world is is over and it's just the worst day of your life and it's never gonna get any better or the, like it's just this thing sucks so much or it can be the other side where it's like okay at least i tried i'll keep on trying it didn't go as planned but that's okay i'll i'll keep doing what i need to do because at least you you know you want to whether it's like i said pursuing a person and they say no and you're like okay well there's plenty of fish in the sea let's keep going right or like i said it's a job and you don't get accepted for a job and then you're like okay well i guess we'll just keep on you know applying for other jobs or trying your best or opportunities um uh, submitting your own like artwork or writings like it's not always gonna be yeses like it's it's ten no's for every one yes. You know what I mean? That that's a pretty normal scenario for anyone who's uh trying to chase their dreams or any of that. Like any major celebrity athlete, uh artist, band, wh whoever you can think of, they've been told more times no than yeses in their lives. Right. And they always talk about how they are happy that they got told no so no so many times because that just made them want to try harder for their other things. Um, or it, like, put them down a different path where, like, like I said, when one door closes, another opens. And you're like, oh, I didn't even want to do this in the first place. I'm glad I didn't get accepted for that. Now I'm over here doing something else, you know? It, it's, it's a weird path in life of how that kind of goes about um, feeling that rejected, though. Because it is, like... You get your hopes up and you feel so like nervous and anxious. And then the moment like no gets told, it's it's kind of crushing, you know? Yeah, rejection can really suck. It it can be something as simple, you know, with you know, getting rejected from a job. Like you've been applying for a bunch of jobs, 
and you're trying to find one that you're like, okay, I've got really good confidence about this one. This is the job I'm going to get. Yada, yada, yada. You submit your stuff. You have an interview. You think the interview went great. And then ultimately you didn't get the job. I'd expect, especially when you think you're like, I think it's a lot harder too when you think you're like overqualified, you know, for certain positions or you think you can bring a lot to the table. Um, Oh yeah, you think you have all these ideas and you're going to help a lot of stuff and then ultimately just ends up not being anything like you thought. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um like I said even with like relationships when you you know fucking I don't know how many times in my life uh, I've been told, "Oh, like or you'll break up with somebody and they're like, "Oh, like it's not you, it's me. I just want to be alone." And then like 2 days later they're with somebody else. Right. And you're like, what? and then and then do you think to yourself at that point, like, did I do something wrong? What is it about me that they didn't like? That they like this person? That person's like, I can't stand that person. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're like, why would they choose that person? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially um, when uh, I, that's that's something a lot that I feel like more people should probably learn at a younger age because it's something that will. It'll help you in your in the long run, ultimately, because it you know how you handle rejection is more so about you than actually handling it. Very much so. Someone who gets told yes too many times in their lives don't turn out to be very good people. Yeah, because they don't have they don't have any kind of sense of like having to, you know, having to deal with rejection. For yeah, instance. and I feel like those people also have. I mean, everyone, like I said, is different, but I feel like people who get told yes all the time, and you can quote them as like spoiled brats. Say like we're kids, right? And you have that one that one kid um, that just gets every game that they want, every system they want, anything and everything they want on their Christmas list, right? And their parents are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout the years, right? right? Uh, spoiled brat-esque. Let's just put it in that category. If that spoiled brat is never told no, their meltdowns are like insane. And oh, I yeah. They are obnoxious. It's it's crazy. Um, I was watching some clips the other day of uh, my Sweet Sixteen. You know the old MTV show. Yeah. Oh, that's and, that's <laughs> that's a show. That's, yeah, and watching these kids like throw fits and freak out when like things aren't important or they can't be told no, and it's like they're fucking dictators in their house. You know. I like, wanted a Porsche, parents... but you got me a Maserati. When you know, like it's. But, like, people who get told yes all the time, it's, like, they're going to be set up for failure in life. And I'm not saying, like, you need to be told no all the time, um, even on an opportunity that you could crush. You know what I mean? Um, it's more of, like, like I said, it needs to be little things. Like I said, you go into your favorite food place, and your food that you want happens to be out that day. Ugh, boo. Gotta try something else. That really sucks. You're getting rejected by your own favorite food place, right? Yeah, that, that is a that form of rejection because you that wanted hurts. something and did not get it. But also, then you have to look at the menu and maybe you'll find something else that is your favorite. Right? Correct. Correct. Like, maybe you'll maybe you'll discover something brand new that you're like, whoa, that's really good. This is my new favorite. And then boom, look at that. Rejection solved something and it was for the betterment of your life. Exactly. And I think I think some of the hard parts is being re- rejected for things that you can't control. Um, so, for example, like I'm a short person. I grew up very small most of my life, um, and we'd always take trips to like Six Flags. Um, 
and I was never tall enough to ride the roller coasters, but my friends would, or like my family members would be able to. And I always felt, you know, kind of left out because I'm just like, I'm getting rejected by this measuring stick, yet I know it's for my own safety reasons, right? Like, not gonna say, oh, that's stupid. But it is for safety reasons. I do understand that. But it still, like, sucks. It's like you can't control that you're short. But you're getting rejected for that. It, it can go from anything. It can go from any disability. It can go from any, uh, based on how you look, uh, any mental health issues that you have, or, or, like I said, anything like that. It sucks getting rejected from, like I said, companies or business or uh, just the stigmas on things kind of sucks, you know? And I think that is also a, a bad kind of rejection because it makes you feel small and, and stupid and being like, well, I fucking can't help it. Like, that's stupid and sucks. But then again, on the opposite side of the pendulum, you're like, well, I don't even want to fucking, like, I don't, I guess I don't care that much. Like, I'll go find something or somewhere that is accommodating, you know? That is very true. And... Like I said, it's just it's just a weird topic because, like I said, there's both there's both sides of the coin on anything you can think of versus rejection, and it can be bigger, bigger, small. So another example for me would be since Stony and I do sex work, one of the other parts about this industry, and before I even met Stony, I was dealing with it is working with like especially in the country and western community um it's gotten a little bit better but it's pretty vicious um there's brands that do not want to work with me um there's people who don't want to work with me or even acknowledge my existence because of it like i'm some horrible person um the community in general thinks it's the Western country community are always like 10 years behind with pretty much everything and anything. That's kind of the rule of thumb 10 plus years easily. Um, and they view it as such a like immoral basis. And that's really hard to be involved with something and like love something in the culture so much, but get rejected by the people in it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that I had to, you know, kind of, Kind of learn, kind of learn and understand about because, like, you know, when I came into this, I didn't have the experience like we have now or anything like that. And just like having to see it, like, even secondhand is like, wow, that's kind of shitty. It sucks. It sucks. And, and it's stupid because, like, you think of the wild when people are like, oh, I want to be wild west and punchy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the madams were running the towns in the wild west they were the ones that were funding schools and general stores and shops and hospitals and like that right there we'll get into a whole another episode uh down the line of specifically madams in the wild west and like it, what they did some really important ones but i always think that's hilarious is like it was so shined on during the old wild west times in the old west 1800s early 1900s and then it was just a shift in everything else, just kind of demonized sex work. And then it was a shift in the country, really. In in general, yeah. To where it's just demonizing everything. And then now, still in 2023, people are holy fuck. So mean and rude 
And it's so frustrating because I can only do so much or I get left out all of the time. And not that you have a sense of FOMO because it's like, I don't want to work with people who don't want to work with me, right? Right, yeah, that's just natural. But it's still that sense of like, you, you, I mean, I've gotten so much better at it, but I used to all the time, like, question myself, be like, what the, like, I know it's just because of this, but it's like, if it wasn't because of this, I I would be doing it, you know? It's literally mm-hmm. just because of this one fucking thing, and it's so shitty that it's that one thing that they see in the Western community is just, like, horrendous. Yet, if I didn't do that, I would be right up there with everybody else, and you guys would know my name more commonly, and I'd get involved with different brands, and retreats and shit like that it's just it's like stupid um and i also have another kind of side note on that uh kind of one of my big big i would say biggest company rejections in a sense of like tv wise i guess um so i uh it was like i think pre-pandemic i think and the circle on netflix just got put on tv and it was like the number one show trending uh for like weeks everyone was loving that show it was very well watched it's like a you know reality tv show in a sense and i applied jokingly to be on uh their season two so long story short i got chosen for the final round it was like between me and like one other person um to be on season two of The Circle, to be, like, one of the people on the show, which was really cool it, it, at that time. You know, now I look back on it, I'm like, fucking stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I got to the final rounds, and after, like, months, not just, like, a couple days, months of interviews with uh, all the, like, casting uh, people who are in charge of it, all of the side people who are in charge of it, talking to smaller producers and everything like that, like that I had my very final inter- interview with uh, like the main head of the producing team or whatever it was at the time something like that and I had all of the people like kind of in in that group rooting for me like being like oh yeah you're like you're you're probably gonna get the the like opportunity to do it you're you're like they everyone loves you we're, we're like voting for you we're cheering for you um so at this point i'm thinking oh like i'm probably gonna get let's say the part right um and i'm like all i gotta do is be myself and then we get to the conversation of what i do for a living and mind you i've gone through like six or seven people already in interviews and they've all said oh it's totally fine it's not a big deal like we'll just say that you do something else blah 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 and uh i get to that final person and immediately the mood shifts, the, like, her, the face changes in the person. It, everything just shifts. And they're like, oh, okay. And you could tell they immediately were like, no, and already wrote my name off, you know? And, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. It really and it, and it, yeah, and it kind of sucked because it was like, like I said, looking back now, I just giggle and laugh at it. But it sucked at the time because it was like, that turned, like OnlyFans turned into one of the most popular things and became so popular right after that happened and it was still fairly new so people were like oh you do like porn basically like uh absolutely fucking not sorry we're like you're not gonna be on our show so like a week or two later 
I got like basically my rejection email of like, sorry, we didn't pick you. We went with the other person, but like, best of luck. Feel free to reapply for next season or some shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And at that point, I was so mad because I knew it had nothing to do with me as a person. It was just because I fucking my job. That was literally the only reason. Um, and I thought that was just so chaotically stupid and dumb. And uh, like I said, then it goes on to be one of the most popular things and so mainstream and every one of their fucking mom does it. And now it's not even a big deal. You know what I mean? For yeah. like TVs and shows and everything. Like, I just find it so fucking chaotic that it's like, you guys could have told me that at the very beginning rather than making me wait months and have that like anxiety of like, okay, I got to start making plans ahead because I'm going to have to be in this place for this time. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so fucking just a mess. But yeah, that was a whole uh, other little fucking side tangent and no. But yeah, when I say rejection, is like it, it's all <laughs> kinds of things. It's It does make you feel stupid and small and um, feel like you're worthless too. Um right. It can it can cause your mental health to go ups and downs as well. And that's why I feel like not saying everyone should be sensitive to it, but like I said, exposed to it because the more it happens, the less you feel um I wouldn't say obligated to feel sad, but the less it, it affects you. Yeah. Like I said, but like I said, depending on the circumstances or whatever you're shooting for. But like I said, just regular dating rejection from people, you're just like, it doesn't become a big deal. You're eventually just like, all right, whatever. You know, like, uh, it's fine. Next person. Yeah, and you just brush it off and chalk it up to, well, that was that was dumb. All right, on to the next. Yeah, and it does, it does like I said, it does suck trying to like start over and what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? A 40 million fucking times. It gets annoying, right? But... At least you're, like, getting the experience in what I call technically practice of, like, how to have proper conversations and flirt. And sometimes you learn, like, man, I don't want to fucking ever go through that again or deal with that, right? You really don't because it just, it makes it, like, it makes it easier to accept rejection. But after a while, it gets to the point where, like, if you've been rejected a lot of, of, about something, you kind of just get really, like, not necessarily bitter, but you just kind of are like, okay, I'm over this. Yeah, and then you also, like I said, um, that that the the other side is, you have the people that like I don't trust any females. I'm never trusting a man again. You know what I mean? Like you have the two sides that take one thing to heart, and then they're so jaded the rest of their lives, and then they want to treat people like shit once they get in relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so fucking dumb, right? It's like, why are you so salty over something you're like the new person's not involved in? It's just your own baggage and you being like, I ain't trust no females. <laughs> you know, like I just I don't understand that. It's like I get it. Trust me, like I understand, but I don't get how you can view this brand new person as like, hmm. Well, since I've been cheated on in every single relationship, this person is already cheated, and I'm not even dating them yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that kind of leads more into I think the trauma side of things, though. Yeah, and that's that's true. That's just true, because I... like a lot of people get to that point where it, they they almost are afraid of moving on. 
I mean, like, yeah. And like I said, I've been stuck in that mindset. I've been cheated on every relationship I've ever been in. So like I get that, but um, I'm, I'm not. I, I said besides you. You didn't say besides oh, okay. you. Well, Sony's <laughs> never done that. Uh, yeah. Never will. If you come, you better come <laughs> correct. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I've been in that situation. I have been around tons of people that are like, I've been cheated on and everything. So I just don't trust anybody else. And like all you're doing is hurting yourself. Like if I would have taken that idea, I would have never met Sony and found my person. Or I would have never had some other opportunities to actually like talk to other cool people you know like it's like if you just sit there and you're just like no i'm never trying again okay you're just gonna be stuck there and you better be okay with being stuck there and you can't be bitter about it you know yeah i know yeah you're not allowed to be bitter about it yeah if you're not gonna help yourself to get over get through and go forward then yeah you you can't be bitter you can be salty and like know that it's happened, but you still have to like get through it to get to what your main goal is. Like I said, that goes with anything, relationships, work, jobs, whatever we're talking about, whatever we say here goes with any topic. Um, but I, I also kind of the next kind of little subject area I wanna discuss, we're still talking about rejection, don't get me wrong, but I wanna talk about what it feels like to do the rejecting. Like, to hurt somebody's feelings, to break someone's heart, to, like, tell somebody they're fired, to tell somebody, like, hey, you didn't get the job, to tell somebody, like, just bad news of, like, hey, man, you're out of queso. Sorry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. it's That's a pretty good analogy. They're out, they're out of queso, and it's, like, all you wanted was fucking queso that day, and they're like, hey, I took the last queso. Sorry, man. <laughs> And then it's rejected. Just like, it's just rage immediately. You're like, motherfucker. <laughs> it took the last fucking queso. Um, so the side of doing the rejecting. Uh, sometimes it can be scary, depending on the situation and or person, which we'll get into that a little bit later. It can be overwhelmingly uh filled with like anxiety. For like doing the reject rejecting, because like I said, depending on the situation of the person, or you're just like not good at telling people bad news, I guess. Correct. Um, some people it can feel fucking awesome. Uh, there's 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 no better feeling than me being in at, at a at a concert or bar or just in public, and some like cocky dude comes up and like either asks me to dance or like asks me to buy a drink, and I just say, I'll either like make a weird noise. Or I'll just like I have a I have a whole pocket full of shit I do to get creepy men away from me. Um or I'll just be like fuck off. And there's no like it's so powerful to be like, get the fuck away from me. Especially when you've told them no multiple times, but it, it it's very powerful and feels great when you're like, get fuck off. And they're like, Well, I didn't want to buy you anything, bitch. And I'm like, okay, you fucking little dick penis man. It's yeah, it, it's quite fun to do uh that sometimes and it's great also i would say uh when it's not that big of a deal like say it's like a mutual kind of understanding or the person takes the rejection really well you know like yeah. okay i don't want to be together anymore and they're like oh that's okay like we had fun but i think it's just yeah we just just 
keep on trying. I wish you the best. Mutual endings. That's pretty nice. Yeah, they're, they're rare, but when they do happen, it is kind of nice because it's like, oh, okay. You're still friends at that point. Cool. That, you know? was, you know, like, that was amicable. Yeah, it's not. You're like, oh, that person's not a horrible human. You know, you're like, all right, cool. Like, nice. Good to good to know. I, I My favorite phrase that people use is the, we can still be friends, though. <laughs> That's, can we still fuck? Yeah. Or if it's, like, not even a sexual thing, they still, you know, you're like, we can still be friends, though. Like, we're still friends. Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it what, what never is the same. <laughs> like, that's what people don't understand. Like, it's so hard to go back to being just friends after you've dated somebody. Eh, I don't know. So. In, my, in my opinion, it is. Because, like, For a lot of people, yeah. It's hard because, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of things tied into what a relationship is. And whenever like that said, stops it, it, being a relationship. It depends on how well that relationship went. Like I said, if it ended horribly, absolutely fucking not. It would be really difficult. If it yeah. ended mutually where you both don't really give a fuck, then, like, yeah, it's way easier and it makes sense. But if it, like, one ended bad on the other end, then, yeah, it's a little harder. I agree. It does make things, sometimes can make things very complicated unnecessarily, I feel. Yes. And speaking of complicated, let's get into kind of the darker side of doing the rejecting. Ooh. As a human... It can be extremely dangerous being the person that does the rejecting, um, especially for women um, or people who identify as females. But uh, we're pretty much going to like, let's just take gender out of it um, and just say just like I said, individuals uh, doing the rejecting. Um, some can end up with stalkers who are just completely obsessed or people who just be, have obsessions. You can get uh, threats, whether it's emotional harm or physical harm, um, because these people are in denial and they really cannot take no for an answer. It, it's just a variety of different reasons of, like, why doing the rejecting can be very scary. And there's a whole bunch of things. So let's take it from, like, the female side or fem female identifying, right? Um Say you're on a date. I mean, like, you can literally look up woman rejecting male. You can literally Google that specific phrase, and you're going to find hundreds of uh, police reports and articles uh, talking about how the man basically killed the woman or did something crazy to the woman because of that, you know? Because of a rejection. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets really, really, really terrifying and scary. Um, I mean, absolutely insane. So say you, uh, this is why I said fuck the nice guys earlier. This is why I say it, because 95% of them are fucking like this. Not to an extent, it could be either extreme or not, right? Every let's just take everything at different levels, like I said. Um, so say this nice guy, we'll call him uh, Rodney. So Rodney decides to text you hey and you reply hey how are you and he goes i've been you know wanting to ask you out for a while um would you like to go on a date with me this day whatever and you're like sure rodney i'll go with you and we'll have a good time um see how things go like it's your first time meeting each other um maybe had a couple little quick you know words exchange nothing crazy just for just for this example, you could say a bunch of things to somebody and it's still not okay, but just for this example. 
you've only talked for like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. So you go on your date with Rodney and he's super nice at first. And then the night you can feel at the date starts kind of shifting. And you kind of see that Rodney's not necessarily weird, but a little bit controlling. And he's ordering your food for you and telling you what you can and cannot have at dinner or could kind of controlling the situation of topics that you're talking about. And he's kind of bragging about how nice of a guy he is and how, uh, how every woman he's tried to be with just can't handle it because they're just so busy with and full of themselves and women are just stupid sometimes. And Rodney's going on this little tangent while you're at your dinner date. And you start to feel like unsafe. You start getting that like weird gut feeling in your stomach of... Uh, this guy, something's off about this guy. And Rodney's sitting there and, you know, you have the little code phrase. You text your friends so they can call you so you can get out of the date because it's an emergency. Or you're just brave enough to kind of be like, okay, and kind of shuffle towards the end of your date. You get through dinner and some weird jokes and his trauma dumping of how horrible other women are. And then he basically is like, okay, so the night's over. And he asks you on another date. And you politely decline and tell Rodney, hey, like, tonight was a, was a decent time. You don't say great, you don't say good, but it doesn't matter what you say, right? You say, it's a, it, tonight was, th like, thank you for the dinner and, like, at least taking me out and, like, getting to know you or just even talking as another human. I appreciate, you know, socializing. Um, but I'll probably have to pass on this date. I, don't, I just don't think we're the best match for each other. But I, I think you'll find somebody more like your style. I just don't think you're like that for me, right? Putting your boundaries out, giving your explanations of, like, okay, not really my thing. And Rodney starts having a complete and utter meltdown. Uh, he is yelling at you and freaking out and cannot understand why you wouldn't want to be with a nice guy. Could not understand why you wouldn't want to be uh, in a relationship with a guy like him because he is a dime a dozen and he's the best thing that will ever happen to you. And you're like, okay, Rodney, I need to, I need to leave now. I need, I got to go. Um, so Rodney offers to drive you home, uh, still angry and, and full of rage. And you're like, no, Rodney, sorry. That's, um, no, no, thank you. Uh, I'll just, I'll just take a, an Uber. And Rodney's sitting there just baffled and confused. And uh, you get in your, your, your car and he's about to, you know, he's about, he's opening your door and he's closing the door for you. And he's like, okay, well, like we can still be friends, right? And you kind of giggle and laugh, and you're like, uh-huh, yeah, sure, because you're not dating him. You are just just went on a little dinner date as friends, you know, at this point. And you're like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. And he goes, okay, so, like, don't forget to text or call me. Like, we're still friends. And you're giggling, laugh a little bit, making light heart of the situation, and you drive off in your Uber and go home. Well, as you're relaxing in your bed and de-stressing from your entire situation of what just happened and going, wow, okay, I'm glad I, another bad date, of course, cool. I guess I'll just keep trying. Uh, Rodney's at home, losing his mind and punching walls like he just drank seven monster energy cans. Um, just go energy ham. Cans. 
<laughs> yeah, just go go and ham into his drywall. And he could not stop thinking about why you wouldn't want to be with such an awesome guy like him. The next day, you're enjoying your uh, just normal day. And Rodney texts you. And you don't really feel like talking to him right now, so you just don't respond. You don't really read the message either. You just kind of see the notification. About 10 minutes later pass, Rodney texts you again. You don't respond. 10 more minutes pass, he texts you again and then calls you. You don't answer. He keeps calling, he keeps texting, he keeps doing that, and he doesn't answer. Because you're like, why is this dude that I just met or barely know trying to do this? Rodney, at this point, in, in his view, is furious. He's, he's freaking out on the phone. He's leaving you insane voicemails talking about, you're going to regret this, this is so stupid. Like, you just, we're friends, right? You're being a shitty friend. And you're like, I literally just fucking met you. You're not okay. responding yet. You're just ignoring him at this point, and then you decide to turn your phone off. Well, Rodney can't handle that. Somehow, Rodney has figured out your address and has decided to show up to your house. At this point, you are freaking out because you're like, uh, I'm going to call the police. Do not ever fucking come to my house ever again. Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. You're crazy. Leave me alone. You make it very apparent that no, absolutely not. Rodney does not take that well. It's another form of rejection for him. He can't understand why all these women... Uh, women are just the worst now. He gets in his mind of all women suck, and he's he's providing the best, and like it's just so stupid. Why would they want to be with someone as awesome as Rodney? So you go to work, and you go out your 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 rest of your work week, and you're just trying to live your life and thinking, wow, that was really fucking crazy. And Rodney, you start seeing him from a distance, and you think in your head, oh, maybe I'm just seeing things. Um, but then you start seeing Rodney show up, over and over, or you think it's it's a mere coincidence that he happens to stop by your work to get something, because, you know, it's a free country. People can do whatever you want, right? So you start seeing him more and more, and then you realize that, oh, my God, Rodney is stalking me, and he is obsessing over me, and he knows where I live. He knows where I work. He basically knows my schedule. He will not stop calling me. He will not stop texting me. This is crazy. So... You decide to try to file some police reports with the, with the, the police or do whatever you can security measure-wise to keep Rodney at bay. And at last to no avail, no one really gives a fuck in this day and age. No one is taking you seriously. Everything is so stupid. You're like, why? I mean, like, this guy won't leave me alone. And it takes months to get restraining orders and different things like that. And it's like, he hasn't done any harm to you yet, but he just won't leave you alone. He's basically stalking you. He's cyber-stalking you. He, he's blowing up everything. And eventually, uh, we'll end that story there. And how most stories end with what I just described ends in someone getting hurt. And it's usually uh, the victim in that part. So, um, it's, it is... You're Rodney. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not Rodney. Let's just put it that way. Um, I have a little clip it here from a source, uh, one of the many, 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 like I said earlier, hundreds of thousands of reports that talk about uh, kind of the situation I just described, right? I have, yeah, I have a little article here, uh, like I said, amongst the hundreds of thousands of articles you can Google. Uh, this is just a small little snippet of what it's, what it's like. 
Uh, but it's hard to basically get an exact number of estranged spouses, girlfriends, people that just went on a date or barely know each other that are, have been murdered each year by their partner, an ex-partner, somebody they just met. But around 1,400 women have been killed by a man that they knew. Um, and for a companion's sake, that same year, according to this database, 83 women killed their current husbands, ex-husbands or boyfriends or people that they know um and as far as murders and slewer slides go <laughs> the american psychology association or the apa reports that 74 percent of all murder suicides in the u.s involve an intimate partner and 96 percent are women killed by their partners so this is just a small small number of men killing women that you know whether they're their exes they're a wife, they're a girlfriend, um, and it also, some includes, um, it, it doesn't even really include people that they don't know, like stalkers or people that get obsessions or anything like that. And I find it absolutely crazy because it happens so often. Um, like I said, you can Google that and it'll pop up with, Hundreds of thousands of articles of man kills woman because he was rejected on a date. Man kills woman because he was rejected at his advances. Um, whether sexual or emotional or blocking the number or anything like that. Like it, it's it, that story is such a common thing and it's absolutely mind blowing and bad shit crazy to me that especially for female women, female identifying, I mean, it can go for both ways with men too. Women can be just as crazy. So for like just us as humans, people who don't take rejection well, it can end deadly for the person that's doing the rejecting, which is why we talked about earlier of how like sometimes it can be fine and dandy, but other times it's, it's so dark and scary and you kind of have to tread lightly because you don't know and people are just, people are literally fucking crazy. And I've been in uh, situations like that where men just do not take no for an answer, and it, it ends up just bad, not, not as bad as it could be, but it ends up just horrendous, and you're just like, what the fuck was that? That's crazy. Like, this person's crazy. You have people that, not even necessarily on the, like, murdering spectrum, but you have people that are, do not handle the rejection so well, all they would do is insult you. Or they go off and tell people how bad you are, crazy you are, or like, just yeah. There's there's people that just genuinely can't handle it, and they make it everyone else's problem because instead of dealing with it themselves, trying to figure out well what's going on here, so much that I'm the problem in this situation. Because nine times out of ten, it's not the other party has the issue. It's the person being rejected has either done and or said something that has made somebody uncomfortable or something along those lines. And instead of stopping to self-analyze, they want to act like, oh, well, I did nothing wrong. I'm just, everything's perfect about me. That's, that's them. They're the, they're the issue. And then the victim they, blaming. Yeah. They, they make themselves a victim. And I think that's, that's crazy. Um, it really is. Have you ever been in a situation where, like you've broken up with a girl or you told the girl no and she just like loses her ever loving mind and you're like, what the actual yes. fuck is going on? Yes. I have. Um not 
don't really care to talk about it, but yes, it has happened to me in the past before, and it's it is very I guess you could say trying is probably the best word. Like it's very, very, very mind numbing and it makes and you exhausting. Feel like, yeah, it's like, oh my god, get on with yourself. Like it's like, yes, I get it. It's something happened it's over. <laughs> but fuck off. Like life will go on, I promise you. Yeah. Have you ever had uh one where it was like you only talk to the person for like a day? Yes. Yes. And they're yes. just like we are both in this modern age of social media and stuff like that. Yes, of course I have done that before. Yeah, there it's it happens, and then you're like, okay, this person's like just they won't leave me alone. They're getting to the uh, they're borderline annoying at this point, and it's like, and then they, okay. talk, like, they start talking shit on you, and you're like, what the fuck is going? Like we talked for twelve hours. Yeah, it's like you about don't normal even know, shit. Yeah, you don't know shit about me. Yeah, I was like, we were talking about normal stuff. We were like flirting really either right. you know what i mean and i feel like also in this day and age too it's so tinder and and hinge and grinder and all the hookup sites and dating apps in general and just social media in general are so like i don't know how many people i've seen on the internet that like post somebody and then like the next day they're with somebody else right and so on and so on which is fine everyone's allowed to do whatever they want but like the thing that I don't understand is like one, how are you gonna look stupid on the on the timeline, right? Um, that wouldn't most people wouldn't want to be with a person that is like can't. It seems like they can't keep a relationship. Granted, it may not be the person's fault, or it is. You never know, right? Both sides, right? Playing devil's advocate yeah. here, but I don't understand the like that person getting butt hurt every single time. Yeah, the incessant need to make it back about them. It's yeah, like, you know, um, but I do uh, one of Stony Knight's favorite uh, examples. It's one of our favorite uh, last podcasts on the left's episodes. Um, we have a good <laughs> we have a good example of a little situation that we want to talk about. That's like for the woman on on male, female on male violence. Um, if you guys don't know who Jody Arias is, Jody Arias is gaping butthole. <laughs> if you don't know who Jody Arias is, feel free to look her up. She is quite inf- infamous. Uh, it was quite a big thing in like 2009, I believe. Um, so Jody Arias was crazy in love and obsessed with this guy named Travis Alexander. They ended up dating for several months, and I kind of use the term dating lightly. Um, they were together, but on and off, mixed signals. You know what I mean. And then they, uh, Travis ended up breaking up with her um, and started dating other people because, you know, they just weren't meant for each other. So Jody kind of moves on with her life, or so Travis thinks, while he's trying to talk to other people. Um, Jody ends up stalking him and basically started feeling her hate hate uh thermometer basically hate thermometer <laughs> her hate meter uh with uh just pure rage the fact that Travis was dating somebody else and not her very also very common thing to have happen eventually somehow they got back together for a very short period before the things start getting sideways uh, Jody was showing up at places Travis would be at and just be like, oh, it's a coincidence. I'm here in town for this. Like, she was making it so lighthearted and seeming like it was. And then 
she got on his good side again and ended up being friends and then dating again, basically. And then things went super sideways. So how the story goes is like they were supposed to go on this trip together. Um, but at that time they were arguing a bunch and like Travis was not having it. He just kind of had some second thoughts and decided, you know, we're not going to go on this trip. I'm just going to break up with Jody. Um, and then that'd be that. Like we tried again. That's all. So Jody Arias was not having this, like absolutely not having it. So full of her rejection and rage, Jody Arias had a full-blown meltdown, I would say, freaked out, could not stand that he was breaking up with her, could not stand that he was going to be with somebody else. Jody Arias stabbed him 27 times, slit his throat, and then shot him in the face. Um, and then after doing all that, she tried to make it look like it was a robbery. Yep. She left him dead in their shower for like in their shower. Week. Yeah. And like I said, last podcast, last podcast on the left does a really good job about going in depth on it, um, a lot more and talks about the relationship on it. But like I said, it doesn't always have to be, uh, male on female, male on male female on male you know like it can be any gender for any reason but you can see how individuals can get to a point where they just are like yep, okay i'm gonna fix the problem stab 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 it's fucking crazy like it genuinely is i cannot i mean i, I can't wrap my head around how somebody get the angry but i cannot wrap my head around how someone will decide to ruin their entire life for one person just because they got rejected yeah i don't i don't personally understand that either because it's like you are willing to risk everything for that okay yeah exactly exactly um but yeah that was that was a pretty infamous uh female on male uh story like i said you could you can google more and do that but that was that was another example i kind of wanted to give is like even if you're dating for a long time you know, there's, like I said, wives divorcing men and men killing their wives because they don't want to be divorced, vice versa. First time meeting people, going sideways, talking to somebody for four days versus, like, four months. You know, it doesn't matter. It really just depends on the person, the situation, and how it's handled. Correct. So on the kind of final tangent I want to talk about to kind of round up the rejection episode is the fact that it doesn't always have to be a partner, like we talked about earlier. It doesn't always have to be a lover or a, a stalker, really. Um, and it doesn't even have to be boiled down to the gender. It can literally be about just your job or your coworkers or your boss or your environment of your job. Um, for example, it would be like whether you got that big promotion and that other person didn't. Maybe that person got the job over you. Um, that anger can drive people to do horrible things. The like jealousy filled rage can be so overwhelming. It just kind of like says, just kind of depends on the situation you're in. So along with not only partners mur murdering each other, a lot of people, like I said, I can go back to jobs. You've been working really hard for this job and Johnny over there actually gets a big promotion because he's the CEO's son or something, right? And you're like, I mean, there's tons of movies on it. Like, Horrible Bosses, for example. That's pretty much a little, a good little kind of uh, 
a movie and, and storyline of how like they try to murder each other's bosses for you know for each person. I it's quite funny. Uh, it's got Charlie Day, Jason Bateman, and Jason Sudeikis in it. And, and if you Bateman. haven't seen that movie by now, where have you been? Yeah, it's it's when it came out a long time ago. But anyways, um, so somebody gets a promotion. And you don't. You get so fucking mad. You're like, they don't deserve it, blah, 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 blah. And then you probably, like, go about your day or you have some, like, resentment of, like, this motherfucker and you're annoyed, right? Or you get that promotion and somebody else didn't get that job. And they're so fucking mad. They're like, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go either kill the boss, set the whole entire building on fire. For example, in office space. Where he doesn't get, uh, where he gets his stapler gets uh, taken, and he decides to burn the whole office building down. Um, it just kind of depends. Like it's pretty much in any situation, and it's it's fairly prominent too in more like high stakes jobs. Yeah, like in more competitive jobs. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like maybe like stock stock market things. Stark super, market. <laughs> super big businesses. Anything that kind of has like a lot of money or even like I said, I mean, it could, it could even be a small, a smaller job that doesn't have many stakes to it. But like I said, all kind of depends on the person, their emotions, how they take rejection. People just snap, you know? And that's what's so crazy about it. So another example I wrote down is if you, you guys, I'm sure a lot of you listening know the story of Yolanda Salvador. Saldivar and uh, Selena. Uh, if you guys don't know who Selena is, who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Come on. Get with the program. But if you don't know the story, I'm going to kind of give you a small little snippet of it. So Yolanda was this crazy, obsessed uh, fan of Selena's. And um, she would always go to her shows and was always like at different things that Selena would be at. And somehow she eventually got to meet Selena and somehow managed to convince Selena to like let Yolanda be the president of the Selena fan club, in a sense. Um, and Selena was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. That's great. Like, yeah, that sounds like, sure. Why not? Like, I, yes, you, you always hear, I think you're great. And Yolanda loved that fact that, like, Selena was uh, treated her the way she wanted to be treated. It was like, oh my God, yes. Like I get to do this with somebody who I absolutely love. That's my idol. That's my person that I'm obsessed with, right? Right. So eventually, I don't know how long it was that Selena was the fan club president before this happened, but it, this is how the story goes. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure. Um, Yolanda ends up getting caught embezzling from Selena and the fan club, and then I think, like, maybe from actual Selena's business accounts or something. I think it was from the fan club, but either way, she got just caught embezzling, which embezzling is basically taking money from the company and putting it in your own pocket. Um, Selena found out and was so disappointed because that was her friend. You know, her and Yolanda became kind of friends. Um, You know, she's still a crazy fan, but, you know, you still kind of had that relationship. Selena was so upset that uh, the crew and her business and everything ended up firing Yolanda, obviously, because like I said, you're embezzling, you're stealing from the company. That's not cool. Yolanda was so distraught and upset and fuck her feelings. Fuck Yolanda. Um, she ended up murdering Selena because she could not handle the rejection or the consequences from her own actions. 
Well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Yeah, literally. So we lost one of the greatest singers of all time. One of the most iconic singers of all time for many, many, many different sounds, especially in cumbia and Tejano music and just a culture icon. Uh, she's worldwide um, because of a crazy fan. Because of a job, basically. You know? Yep. People love you so much. They're like, okay, I just want to kill you. That's batshit crazy. So, yeah, when we when I say fuck Yolanda, you say it with all our chest. And I know me and my homies say fuck Yolanda. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it goes from anywhere and, and, and everywhere. It's, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's I, I can't comprehend acting like that on any situation we talked about today. I can't comprehend being on that side of the pendulum that cannot take rejection. Right. I'm right there with you. Like, it's it's insane. Like, the, the links some people will go to just Like, there's a difference between, like, being angry because someone cheated on you and you feel heartbroken and, and, and distrusted and you're like, oh, like, what? Like, and it's shocking. But, like, never in a million years have I been, like... I'm going to ruin my life to go do this to make sure right. that person doesn't exist. Like, I, I don't... Like, there's a difference between, like, talking shit and, like, displaying facts and letting people know that they're, like, a shitty person. Because you know how people, like... there's I've seen so many pictures of people, like, spray-painting cheater on the sides of people's houses or, like, breaking windshields or putting, you know, sugar in someone's car, um, causing drama in their own relationships, uh, you know, like, burning burning pictures of that person or lighting all their shit on fire and throwing it in the front yard, you know, the whole white trash, I'm gonna throw yeah. your shit in the front yard type bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up around all that, so, like, I, I've seen it firsthand, and I've been through some of it firsthand. Um, but never in my mind have I ever just been like, yeah, I want to ruin that person's entire existence off the face of the earth. Yeah, that's insane. Or be so obsessed with it that it's like I couldn't stop. And it just caused too much too much shit in my life. Does that make sense too? Yeah, it sure does. Like where you just can't be like, okay, that happened. I'm moving on. It's going to take time if it's a long relationship. Or, you know, it just depends on how the person hurts you, right? It, it takes time right. to heal from yourself. But just to like let it just consume you in a sense of like I will never get over this this is going to be my one um, this is my one person quest. yeah your one quest to complete for the rest of your life yeah, just that's insane crazy to think about yeah it's insane but yeah that's kind of all I have to say about that <laughs> okay Forrest <laughs> I don't really, I don't really have anything else to add. I think we kind of covered some sides. I gave some examples, gave some stories, uh, cringy, scary, or otherwise. Right. Um, I'm sure you guys can list a bunch of different things and uh, uh, like endless amounts of shit out there in the world. Like I said, even if it goes down to your uh, favorite food place, not having exactly what you want, and you're like, you go cry in your car that later that day because that's all you fucking wanted. Been there. <laughs> been there you know or it, it's like the saying like you you're like you crave that one meal and then you drive to it and you realize the place is closed yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay it's okay to cry 
in those moments. <laughs> hey, big girls don't cry, okay? <laughs> okay, Fergie. <laughs> but I think uh, that's the end of this episode. Talked quite a bit. I know this was more of a Conway talking episode. Yeah, you've got you've got more more experience, I think, with rejection than I do, in a sense. Um, yeah. Not saying that you haven't had any. But, no, I'm just yeah. better in every way. Never been rejected. He's a perfect human. Perfect alpha. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah, big old nice guy, Patrick Bateman type. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so on that note, uh, let's do the secret passcode. Make it a knife. Sure, a knife is fine. A knife works for me, so if you guys have made it this far in this episode, we really do appreciate you. The secret passcode this week is a knife, so feel free to leave a down a knife. Leave down the knife emoji. Or leave send it down our, a knife. Or send it to our DMs. We like knowing when you guys find the secret passcode. And like I said, in the future, whenever we have Ramblin' Podcast merch, that will be your special passcode to get some free shit or some discounts off. You never know. First one to do it. You never know. You know what I mean? You know uh, first I mean. one to grab the code or, or or here's the discount we'll figure it out in the future but for now it just shows that you guys actually listen all the way through because i think that's a little fun thing at the end is like hmm, what is it this week people look forward to it yeah um but other than that i think that was a good mouth and earful of uh rejection and i hope uh you guys understand how crazy it can get or how important it is to handle situations the best of your abilities um and fuck nice guys <laughs> not fuck nice guys but like fuck nice guys you know fuck fuck with an extra yuck <laughs> chad by the third <laughs> chad by the third fuck off you know what i mean yeah, yeah yep i know what you mean hell yeah <laughs> all right guys well we're gonna let you know where we can find you study where can we find you where, where can the peeps all find the you? humble homies can find me at stony robbins underscore uh pretty simple if you want to find me find me if not uh, i don't really give a shit <laughs> and where can they find you conway tittith tittith well you guys can find me at conway titty.com that is conway t-i-t-t-y dot com has all my shit on there all uh, the linkages you, all the linkages for everything um, but other than that, I think we're good. Come come find us on the socials. Give us a little follow. Give us a little shout out that you've been listening. Much appreciated. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Uh, share random strangers when they ask for recommendations. Like these podcasts. And be sure to rate us um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening. Be sure to give us a little rating, um, a little five-star review, because we are rated five stars on your mom's fridge. Your mom loves us. So make sure you do that. It does uh, help it keep kind of everything up, and we're working our way to becoming uh, the real deal, if you know what I mean. A real podcast. A real podcast, because this is just, I don't even know what this is. A real podcast. <laughs> Changing our name from the rambling to the real. <laughs> gross. Okay, but other than that, uh, I was your host, Conway Titty. And I was also Conway Titty. And we are the Titty Dumb... We yeah. are the Conway Titties. The Conway Titties. D-D-I-E-S. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead and roll the outro. I'll see you guys later. Bye!